Advice from a dipshit. Advice from a dipshit. Advice from a dipshit. It's advice from a dipshit with Matt Bronger. Hey, welcome back to Advice from a Dipshit with Matt Bronger. I'm Matt Bronger. With me as always is Queen Amanda. Uh, Amanda Rosenbabes, hanging out. Uh, hey. We have a special guest uh, today. You know, we always have special guests, but I've been trying to get her on the show for a while, and she's been very busy. Eliza Skinner is with us. Hi, it's Ooh. me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love watching Eliza uh, perform because she's multifaceted. Good singer, rapper, uh, comedian, uh, great writer. Uh, you always kill it on, um, uh, uh, what's it, uh, Cookie Show, the... Um, Oh, uh, fan. Uh, oh, competitive erotic fan fiction. Competitive erotic yeah, fan fiction. Yeah, I love yes. that show, and it's a uh, it's a disgusting skill to it's be gross. very good at. <laughs> like yeah. I'm, it got to a point where I'm like, it's upsetting that I've won this show this many times. Yeah, I don't need to. What's what's wrong with me? <laughs> for for those who don't know, it is you basically. Uh, there's about six performers, and three of them have their material in advance. So like you would get. You know, here's Dr. Seuss, Eliza. You have to write yeah, well, a Dr. Seuss and erotic those fan fiction. Pick their own, also. Yes, they, they're just like, well, what, oh, what right, do they, I want to write fan fiction about? Yeah, and, and the, then they... the other three show up, and people write down suggestions in at, and you get thrown uh, one out of nowhere, and then you mm-hmm. have like. 20 minutes to write it? Yeah. It? Just, wow. Yeah, you have the length of the first half when the people who have the prepared stuff that they brought in are reading theirs, then you're in the back furiously writing yep. smut. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. And I prefer that one. Oh, because yeah. Because when you have like a week in advance, you think it and overthink it and go, did I write enough? Did I write too little? Was it any good? I just hate homework. So yeah. I'm like, I know that I'll be like, yeah, I'll do that. And then it'll, it'll be an hour before the show and I'll be like, oh, no. Yeah. Um, and get all stressed out. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah. that's why when I, I'm on the road, uh, well, I love now that they're pretty, they're pretty much, this is pretty much died out. But it used to be when you do morning radio to promote your show that weekend, they would want you to have jokes like ready and then it would and you know the 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 bullshit talk show thing so eliza i hear Mm. your dad doesn't like to uh, accept presents and you're like yes here's my prepared bit yes that everyone can see (laughs) right the fuck through and i won't be able to do that in my set so i selected it just for this thing no one's watching yeah (laughs) i i got to the point where i was just like oh i don't do that we don't let's just roll with it and like uh the the producers and stuff would just like be freezing up like no well um I would, we don't like to no, roll i don't want to and it's i'm like it's gonna be fun it's gonna be funny uh but um yeah it's 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 i would rather do a thing just like like a podcast where it's like oh just come and we'll talk great fucking a great i don't have to uh, set anything up yeah and earlier. the bar is lower for the audience mm-hmm. they're like any if you if you land any jokes if you hit it like any kind of connection they're like whoa yeah. <laughs> yeah, she just wrote that backstage. Mm-hmm. And you're really you're good at off the head stuff. You're a very good improviser. Yeah, that's uh, it's mm-hmm. my, my the weird vine that grew around my ADD. There you that's, go. <laughs> yeah, and I mean you were uh, you were a writer on um, competitive rap battle, right? What's oh, called? Um, uh, drop the mic. Drop the mic. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. that's uh, mm-hmm. you you taught the phrase "ride or die, bitch" to to Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren. Yeah, oh, that was wow. re- yeah, that was really great. I, I love that. I and, love. That. In her rap battle, um, so I wrote all of her lines. Uh, the ones that were on the the Late Late Show were pretty much almost almost all the guest lines were written by me. We would divide me and the other writer would divide it up, and I was normally writing for the guest, except for like a couple of times. Anyway, um, with so with Helen Mirren, I wrote all of her lines, and she was saying them. She was just delivering them like an actor, very accurately and giving it her <laughs> yeah. best. But I could tell there was a part where. Um, Corden, in Corden's uh, verse, he said that she, um, he kept mixing her up with Maggie Smith and Judy Dench and Meryl Streep. Um, and sh- her response was, um, uh, Judy, Maggie, Meryl, um, you, compare, you compare me, but why? They're not my competition, they're my ride or die. And she would say it, but I was like, oh, you don't really know what you're saying. Yeah. And I was like, hey, do you know that phrase? And she was like, I don't know. <laughs> and I was like, oh, it means that like those are your friends. Like they you'll go to the mat for them. Like when when the chips are down, those are the people, you know, you can always count on and you'll you'll do anything for them. And she was like, oh, I love that. And I was like, oh, me too. OK, great. This is a perfect <laughs> feminist moment with a great actor. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love this. Yeah, but it was really she, sweet. She ended up saying bitch. 
Oh, okay. I, no, I, I don't think she should down. write her down. Oh, okay. Oh, I, she, oh. I, I added the, the unspoken part. Oh, okay. I think, oh, I, like, oh. I believe she did. Like, oh, did she? Yeah, oh, okay. I, I definitely wrote that. I would always, you know, I mean, with that, my thing was like just pushing the envelope as much as possible. Yes. So it's like, if right. I know that I can make them say this, can I make them say motherfucker also? Uh-huh. Can I make them say, <laughs> because even though, yes, I scripted um it appeared to be improvised. So mm-hmm. we could go away with a lot more from the sensors and the network, like just beeping things. Right. Um, so yeah, I threw, I, yeah, she, that's cool. Yeah, she, she definitely said some filthy stuff in it. Yeah. Oh, um, we're going to have to go back. Well, she was like the first, uh, well, she was famous in England for being naked in a ton of movies. Yeah. Back oh, in the day. Uh, one where of, it was kind of like, she just didn't care. Yeah. Um, her boobs were pretty famous. Yes, very famous boobs. <laughs> and like, it was one of those things where at the time, it probably was scandalous and stuff, but it's done nothing but help her. Oh, and, yeah. You know, well, she probably a... saw the long game and was like, oh, yeah, this is going to help me out. Yeah, um, for sure. And she, there's also, uh, there's a great interview with her in some um, 1970s British talk show person that I should probably know, um, who, where he was like, do you feel like you're, um, all your the sex stuff has kind of, you know, hurt your career, made people... Like he was kind of trying to to float Sex the idea, that, yeah, that that it, it it cheapened her kind of in a way. And she was like, "What are you trying to ask me?" And he was yes. like, "Well, um, yes. uh, you know the stuff." And she's like, "No, I don't. Can you explain? What are you what are nice. you trying to ask me?" And just pins him down, and he sweats, and it's the best. Oh, I, 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 I was well, really I thrilled as a kid <laughs> when uh, the 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 Madonna nudes came out. Which are spectacular, mm-hmm. and she was like, uh, she, she the was sex book. <laughs> no, no, before that, they were okay. just like the you know, like uh, young uh, trying sex to make book a career. Was, sex book was more just like this is nuts. I remember <laughs> when that came out in college, and we were just looking through it like this is. A- She's naked on the road. Well, it's not. It's not even just that. That that's pe- that picture is amazing, but it's just like <laughs> there's so much effort in this book. This yeah. is a huge coffee table book. And insane, but no more when it just kind of like, ooh, we found nudes of this of this young pop starlet. And her response was, so what? Yeah. And it was just, and it was, everyone was like, well, all right. You know, and she just owned it from then on out, which is amazing. Yeah. Which is cool. Became her career. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just like, and so what? Why are you guys so hung up on breasts? Yeah. You guys know that's part of why you liked me before anyway, yes. right? Like, I, they, <laughs> mm-hmm. they're not you, a surprise. are getting what you want? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're lucky. Yeah. Oh, yeah. your dad's calling you. And, oh, my oh. God. This is happening. Ugh. Thanks, Dad. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 it, it, it's just it kind of kind of comes down to ownership and uh, and 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 empowerment, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and um, it's funny, even in comedy, I've uh, uh, felt some of that, especially when I was younger. Um, there would be this sense from a lot of male comics that like, oh, it was easier for girls or it was cheating because like uh, somebody put you on that show because you're pretty or the audience likes you more because you're pretty. And I'm like, that actually makes things harder because um, yeah. uh, that makes people respect us less yeah. and um, only pay attention to that and not listen to our words as much. So maybe let's just call it a wash and right. don't be jerks about this. Yeah, <laughs> and it, as much as uh, a, com- a comic is on their own, if uh, that guy who's giving you all that grief goes out there, most people in the audience probably look like him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. So, it's, so, so there's no ripple at that's, all. That's really who populates bars. Dudes. Mm. You know, like a bunch of, you know, roly-poly dudes <laughs> that do or like comedy. <laughs> Shout out to all you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, yeah, it's it's it, it, that, that whole thing of like, well, you wouldn't have that if. Yeah. Whew. Boy, yeah, that Isn't comes it? from a real position of high high tone privilege. Yeah, well, I think a lot of men just uh, assume that women that our our attractiveness is this power because they feel um they f- they feel insecure about it. Like, mm, yeah. say pretty girl, and they're like, oh no, and then they're like, oh wow, that's a big well, you know uh, a hammer that she's walking around with that right. she can hit people with. Mm-hmm. And it is not actually from a, a societal point of view or like internally. You're just like, this is my face that I woke up with. I'm not right. trying to do something to you. So mm-hmm. they also some of them have this like low hum of anger, which is real weird. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Do you get do you get like a comics and i'm sure you've had your share of that that's one thing i know uh learned of from female comedians i've worked with and know and i'm friends with this is the amount of guys that are like well you know what you should like just unsolicited advice oh yeah absolutely yeah um unsolicited advice um like tags without i I feel like giving people tags or joke um advice that is, it's a, if you're friends with someone, it's a friendly thing to do, but you approach it in a certain way. I am so tentative feel it even out. with people I've known my whole life. Yeah. I'm like, hey, I had an idea. Can I share it with you or yeah. something? But exactly. At, at like 
that or like, oh, that's funny. I saw a documentary about the same subject. Perhaps you would like that documentary. Like that's about as involved I'll right, get. Right. Um, but yeah, I will have dudes be like, oh, here, here are the jokes that were done for you. And I'm like, what? N- no, thank you. No, cool. Stranger. Yeah. And then I had one be like, what? one tried to grab me when I was walking out of a show one time. He was sitting in the audience and he grabbed my arm when I'm walking out. So I didn't know him. I didn't Jesus. know he was a comic. It was just some dude in the audience grabbing my hand and saying, I've got jokes for you. And I was like, not thanks, dude. I'm good. Like I was literally walking off of the stage and he was like, what? And then he, when he went up on stage, he was like, what the fuck? I thought comics gave each other uh, jokes. Huh. Uh, what happened? She wouldn't. She wouldn't take any jokes from me. I, it's fine, fine. All right. You think you're too good for me? And I'm like, oh, what is happening? <laughs> but I hate that. I to hate, be fair, uh, that can also just be across the board madness and have no gender uh, aspects to it at yeah. all. <laughs> but I, I doubt he would do that with me. Probably. You know, yeah. or even a a, a younger, smaller man. Mm-hmm. I, I, th- I think he would be reticent to just grab a dude and go, "Listen, man, <laughs> I got jokes." Which. Fuck, and now I might start doing that because that's really funny. <laughs> start grabbing men. Come here. I got jokes. I got like, jokes. Oh, my neck. I got no. jokes. You should be like itching no. your face like, oh, you, like you're, you know. Oh, like, you need jokes? Good. You want some jokes? jokes? Too good. You want some jokes? I'm here. I'm here. Uh, I want to whisper some jokes in your ear from behind. Oh, Come here. Just gripping him. <laughs> just holding him way too close. Just, I just want to no. say this. Shh, I have jokes. I don't want to disturb the rest of the show, you know. Oh, you're too good for me? Too good? Well, it's because my shirt's off. <laughs> well, you don't like all my bandanas wrapped around my fists? <laughs> I go, I mean, the, the, it's like Rob Schneider, the, the sensitive naked man, that old SNL bit where he's just naked mm-hmm. and, he's, and this woman's like just looking away and he's like, what's wrong? You know what's wrong. You're naked. No, what's really bothering you? <laughs> That's what's bothering you. Know, it's just like, you know, everyone's just like, would you just put some clothes mm-hmm. on, please? Mm-hmm. It's really uncomfortable. <laughs> no, that's not what it is. What is it? Oh, God. Uh, yeah, it's so funny. They go, oh, because th- women can't. I mean, fuck, women can't win. It's like, well, I want to give you jokes. Oh. No, thanks. Oh, you're too stuck up. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Uh, so I, unless I, I do exactly what you want, exactly. I suck. Yeah. 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 Unless, you know, you pander to their, mm-hmm. you know, whims of men. Right. Yeah, but right. I, I feel like this is the equivalent of when the concept of guys stopping women to be like, you need to smile. Oh, yeah. Honey, you need to smile. Same thing. You need to. And, and like, uh, I, I'm, I have, you know, I don't know if there's different stages of annoyance for women for that, but I have turned to the point. There, for a while, I'd be like, I owe you nothing, was the thing. And now I just go, fuck off. Sure. Like, is that yeah. the worst? I'm, I mean, well, how else do you I mean, do there, it? There I'll say there's, there's different ways, I think, that they do it. Because I do think that there are some, like, the patriarchy has screwed up dudes just as much as it's screwed up women. And so I think that there are some that are like, this is going to make her happy when I tell her to smile. Like, no, that's not how totally. emotions work. Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> but, I'd, but, yeah, it's so fresh Because you hear it so often. And so, and the guy saying it doesn't realize how many years people have been saying that. And it's basically notes on your body. Yeah. Like, it's, uh, yeah, I don't like the way your body is. Could you change this for me? Could yeah, you turn yeah. these parts of it well, up? It's, okay, it's great. On, yeah, it's on stellar. every kind of level where, like, someone older than me tries to tell me how I should be or how I should talk or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, there, there was a woman who wrote a thing online about uh, she was talking to her friend on the train, and a man turned to them and was like, here's my challenge to oh, you. Oh, boy. <gasps> oh, no. You, you might have read this. He was like, he was like, uh, have a conversation for five minutes without using the word like. And she went, fuck off. Oh. And turned right back to her yeah, friend. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he was like, oh, like my stars. Like yeah, got all uh-huh. pearl clutch here. You I know, was like, helping. how dare you? How I dare you? About I'm to improve her. Steering you yeah. down the road of civilization. And <laughs> and it does. I know it drives. I mean, I, I've been in uh I was same thing. I was in the elevator with these this uh older couple who had just walked out of a wedding and you know, we had pride and partying a little bit, but they some younger people got off the elevator, and this one was like, like, if can young people not say like, like not talk without ever saying? And she was just beside herself. Oh, no. But you know, she said it to her husband. That was their time. Mm-hmm. I overheard them. I was just there. Who cares? I was peripheral. Uh, but it is. I know it drives older people insane. Well, how much women's voices? There's lots of stuff about that people think mm-hmm. it is okay. Like uh, my mom. Um, Men and women ha- have that bone to pick. My mom gets really annoyed with women who have this voice. Oh uh, yeah, sure. She's like, why don't you? Why don't they just go to a a, a speech therapist and change that? I'm like, you're saying <laughs> that's like saying why don't you go to a foot therapist and get other kinds of feet? Like, yeah. that's none of your business, mm-hmm. and it works for them. Yeah. And like the vocal fry stuff, mm-hmm. um, that th- uh, you know, people will complain to broadcasters if women have that kind yeah. of thing. And all of it is 
that statistically, or I don't know, they've done studies that um, women are more expressive with our vocal tones and our vernacular and things like like. Like mm-hmm. it's not just pausing for time. Sometimes it's the rhythm of yes what you're saying and you're yeah. and you're adjusting well, you're a little taking, bit the you're casualness thinking as you're of talking. it you're yeah. trying to and and i mean the amount of guys i'll hear who say like bro every five seconds mm-hmm. and it's kind it's because it, it's the what they're saying is listen like but i mm-hmm. bro bro like this is serious bro bro you know and mm-hmm. it sometimes i'm like oh my god stop saying bro but who the <laughs> fuck am i it's like you know it's if they're communicating i mean i used to say man all the time i do it all the time I young. still i still I, shouldn't. I don't think it's so bad but i used to say it a whole lot more and i would say it almost constantly if i was talking to a black person if oh. i'm honest mm-hmm. yeah because it was it was like i didn't want to go over the line and just slang it up insanely i did have that point in my life like a lot of uh <laughs> white people but uh, I remember. I remember a friend of mine walked up to me after I was talking to this this uh, this guy I went to uh, high school with, and he was like, "Boy, I never heard someone say man so many times." I was like, "Yeah, I really did, didn't I?" Shit, that was a lot. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I, I mean, think everybody it, appropriates a little bit. Sure. You know, around different communities mm-hmm. and stuff. I know that when I'm hanging out with my Caribbean friends, certain things come out. And right. In Hawaii, they end their sentences with "yeah," and I went to college in Hawaii, so I still have a lot of friends from there. And all of a sudden, we'll be talking, and I'll, and I just go like this, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It just happened. Sort of a Canadian just, A, yeah, right. or a yeah. British in it. You know. <laughs> um, yeah, I. Um, where are you? You have a. No, I forgot what I was Ma- going to say. Ma- yeah. I was talking about man oh yeah, the man thing. I feel like I didn't know that man wasn't a thing that everybody said, just as like, you know, um, um, interjections in their own speech, especially to indicate. Um, passion because i'm like yeah man this is like what what's going on like Mm -hmm. hey man that's not your thing to decide and i have to and now people hear it um as like a decisive gendered thing where to it could it could just as easily in the way that i use it be like marshmallow but it's not so i have to i'm like now i'm starting to hear it every time i do it and be like stop doing that you're going to upset someone or misgender something i always found that endearing when when women use the term man for everyone kind Mm -hmm. of thing you know, just like you can take, like, I, I firmly believe you can call anyone girl. Uh, just if you're, you know, like, just as a, if you're being silly kind mm-hmm. of thing. Like, Kyle and I call each, like, hey, girl, you know, because it's just, it's, just, it's just silly. It's saying, I see you have emotions. I see you. Yeah. yeah. I see the full experience of you. <laughs> yeah. Or, or it, it, and it, it just sounds, it's, it's, it's like when, when um, David Letterman took the script for, they, they the, did the, the, um, what do you call it when like a, a stenographer writes up the depos no not the deposition but you know the record the exact uh writing written version of a of something someone transcript said. transcript thank you of uh oprah and uh, halle berry on oprah's show and he gave the script to two crew guys two mm-hmm. white crew guys and mm-hmm. one has a huge mustache and the other one has a cigarette in his mouth and one's fat and one's insanely skinny and they're just holding the scripts looking at it as like girl Oh, girl, you look good. No, girl, you. No, you, girl. Because it's just so absurd. And and I feel like how like how we refer to each other and define each other. It's now. I think there's it, there's there's a little more legwork because there is more definition by uh by people's identities and stuff. But you know, it's it's. I think at the same time we can't lose the fun mm-hmm. of kind of being like I was growing up. I always got a kick out of out of girls who would be like talking to another girl be like you can't do that man you know and i wouldn't even think of like oh yeah that's not a man but you say man because it's just you know we were children and going man come on we're not men (laughs) you know yeah yeah i think that some of it also is like experimenting with being others um with being with using something that is not your thing which yeah when it's appropriation that's bad but i think also feeling like oh i'm the odd man out in this conversation is a good feeling for everybody to understand yeah you know and Mm -hmm. so if it's like i've heard other people say that oh boy it sounds weird when i say it i'm a dork like i think there's something (laughs) a little bit to be gained by that because i think so many especially straight white people in america have have not experienced being the odd one in the room who yeah. like is has a yeah. fundamental difference yeah yeah <laughs> man i had a conversation on this a little bit earlier so uh-huh. we were like mm-hmm. yeah it's true yeah well let's uh let's get the first advice thing so for cool. since this is your first time on the show mm-hmm. basically amanda 
uh, curates these calls. We get calls all the time with people just asking for advice. They're totally anonymous. You don't know who these people are. Um, we have a couple people that sometimes will call in a couple times to mm -hmm. report on how they're you know doing, but more often than not, it's like first time caller, long time listener, la la la. But um, anyway, so I don't know what's coming either. Great. Yeah. So. Let's see here. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crap. Oh, crap. Oh, crap. I hope I don't screw this up. Uh, um, hey, Bronger, uh, Queen Amanda, and potential guests. Um, my name's Riley, and uh, today is my birthday, and it's my 30th birthday, and... Without getting into the hairy details, I've decided to try to become sober for my 30th birthday, and it has been a hard journey, and I hate every minute of it. Um, I'm not a, a typical addict. I only go for uh, the things that are legal to be addicted to because I don't have time to wait around for, you know... A dealer and this <laughs> and the other, and I was just wondering if you could be able to give advice on uh, sobriety and each of uh, y'all's own story on that. Uh, please, I would love some advice on that. Thank you. Take care. Bye. All right, Riley. Yep. Well. <laughs> Thanks for calling in, man. Uh, thoughts? Um, I, I think for me, the number one thing with any kind of adjustment like that in your life is the community of people around you. I think that that's yep. why 12-step, that's a big reason why 12-step uh, programs are often successful for people because it hands you a new community. Because, I mean, when I've, ha when I've tried to stop doing things that the people around me are doing, mm -hmm. whether it's for a short time or a long time, they don't like it. And I've, I've also watched a lot of friends who really had you know issues with drinking stop drinking and have their friends go oh man come on have another drink that's what we do and it's like yeah. you need to find a yeah. pottery class or something you just need to find some other people yep. that aren't doing that to you and that are you know ready to have the conversations that you ha are thinking about now mm -hmm. and have time for yeah uh it's 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 about filling your time and about kind of changing your perspective like one way that i have cut down is kind of looking at how many things in their own way demand you drink or mm -hmm. demand you uh you are high or you know like like uh um uh, oh, it's not fun without blank, blank, blank. It's like, well, maybe you don't need to do that. And and why does it does it mandate that? Oh, because of liquor companies, so they can have money. Think about advertising. Think about how they they make uh, alcohol look so insanely pleasurable. And do not show you the aftermath. Do not show you waking up like a chainsaw or barfing or uh, you know um, just feeling. Uh, ornery and out of sorts for days on end afterward because you have no vitamins left in your body and you've stripped them all out and you're right at the beginning of that turning 30 like mm -hmm. it's the the yep. with the damage that it does on your day your week your whole body it just gets worse and worse after yeah. this point <laughs> so good time to tap out mm -hmm. yeah and and if and if you're serious about doing it uh, like a man uh excuse me eliza said uh go yeah just go into a go to a go to a meeting there are there's there's several things. There's not just AA. Uh, some people have a problem with the um, the uh, higher power thing mm -hmm. of AA. There's also a group called Refuge that friends of mine go to. That's more Buddhism based. That they meditate together and that uh, kind of takes the pressure off yourself a little bit. And but still, it's a sense of community. Um, and and it, 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 having a support group helps. There's also um, there's a book. I actually have it over here. Oh, the, uh, is it the, one of those easy way to quit? Alan Carr's yeah. Quit Drinking. I uh, I last year I kind of realized I was hitting it pretty hard on the road and just like was like, well, let me look into uh, giving it up or cutting it down. And it's interesting. I read that book, and the big thing of that book is don't read this if you're not serious about quitting completely. And I kind of treated it like I treat the Bible. I took some things, some things I didn't. But at the same time, it did change my perspective on how I looked at drinking, where I would go, well, wow, do I even need to? What is the point of me drinking right now? Um, is it is it something? It, do I feel a craving? You know, if you feel like a big craving and you need to drink to alleviate something in yourself, then that shows maybe you have a dependency. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, there's. I would I would get that book. Also, let's take the heaviness out of it. Let's take the fucking uh, crackdown on yourself. Oh, you bad bad person for 
uh, yeah. for drinking so much. You just it, it, look at it not only as a break, but kind of like uh, uh, Martin Mull had the best um, description of why he quit drinking. He was like, he's like, no, 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 no. You know how you graduate early sometimes? He's like, I did as much drinking as you could until you were 45. And then I graduated <laughs> early. I graduated. I, you know, I did all my credits. I love that. And so he I just like, that. no, I'm just done. I'm just done. And like, uh, um, uh, uh, I would listen to not that I want to I prom ever promote another podcast on here <laughs> never ever because they all <laughs> suck but this one <laughs> but um, I do love armchair expert with Dax Shepard it's incredibly popular and so I shouldn't even be promoting it but it's I love it because he's a dope uh, who who stopped drinking and stopped you know using and now has a family and a couple kids but still appreciates people who party and appreciates that mindset and, and kind of what it is that, that drives you to get there and stuff. And I feel like you listen to him and he has people on there who are in recovery and they kind of have a sense of humor about it. You know? uh, I, I will also say the thing that has changed the way that I drink and I don't really do and drugs because of this, um, that uh, getting high, like I would just, that, that's my day. I don't get anything yeah. else done. Yeah. And there's so many things that totally. I want to do. And um, I've worked, I've run enough shows where people think that they should, they would be better if they were drunk or high um, to know that they're not. You're not, you're not as good at mm -hmm. any of the things you want to do. No. And um, the big one for me is that alcohol is legit a depressant. Yep. So if any, if you have any uh, tendency to feel like down or negative about stuff, you're just putting a big spoonful of extra of that on you for not only when you're doing it, but the next day, sometimes the next few days. And I think it takes a long time for people to draw that line together yeah. and be like, oh, maybe I am real bummed out about my commute all the time or my entire life because uh, the way I take a break from it is having a drink. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, it, that, I mean, back to the whole marketing genius of these companies, they don't, you know, like, like there's no, alcohol it'll make you sad you know yeah, it's it always will make like, you sad party! if you if you're in something where you're like i got time to be sad and mm -hmm. i'm mostly going to be sleeping on a beach i don't know sure okay right but if it's anything where you're like it would be good for me to not be sad this week yeah skip that yeah exactly or if you are feeling i mean i was never the best at setting rules for myself and sticking to them but one i've i've kind of always stuck with is i don't drink when i'm sad mm -hmm. because it just it just because I was so tuned into how much worse I'll feel, not only during the drunk, but during the aftermath. It's just, I'm, I'm just, I'm eating a, I'm, I'm already sad and I'm then eating another plate of sadness yeah. to go with the sadness that's already in my belly. Yeah. Just, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no, I have enough sadness. Yeah. It's like breaking your foot and then punching it. And punching it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Squeezing lemon over an open wound. <laughs> yeah. This will yeah, help it. I, exactly. It'll be fun oh, while I'm God. waiting for it to heal. This no. is a horrible mistake. It's making it worse. Yeah. It's, 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 God, yeah. That, and it, the thing of, of getting stuff done is, is so, is so I, true. It, it, it became, that became such a deep thing for me that now I kind of panic if I do get high because my, where my brain instantly goes is don't forget all the things. Don't, don't forget about the things that you need to not forget. So remember how numbers work. <laughs> remember how letters work. Fuck, you forgot about numbers because you were thinking about letters. And now, whoa, turtles, uh, don't so, forget the... So what's the weed that you're getting? <laughs> I mean, like kind of any of them because I'm like, shit, oh, I'm just wasting all this time. Yeah. You shouldn't let your brain turn off this way. And yeah. mm -hmm. like, I could have written a screenplay this afternoon. Mm -hmm. Also not realistic, <laughs> yeah. but uh, still. Uh, so when I turned 30, I was going through a divorce and had decided that I was going to like just cut off everything for a while. Yeah. And uh, so that was being celibate, not drinking, not doing any kind of drugs and then like facing my divorce. And that's when I really plugged into MMA. That's mm -hmm. when life was fucking awful for a while but then you hit like a stage of like psychosis and your loneliness where then you just like fucking learn to love yourself mm -hmm. <laughs> and yeah. so I think that's just like a part of the journey nobody ever really talks about mm -hmm. that it's just like you I, I feel like for people like this who are about to do this and about to enter it because it's gonna be hard it's just like the promise that you'll get out of it just stick with it. Nobody who stuck with it ever regretted sticking with it. Nobody. But everybody who fell back in either when they weren't ready or when they shouldn't have regret it. Like mm -hmm. period. 
Also, the getting getting some sort of new physical thing in your life is a that's a it's a great time to do. Oh that. my goodness! Oh yeah, yeah. right to occupy. You, yeah, I was. You're meeting other like, people. You, your body is like working better. Yeah. <laughs> you, oh, man, you are more hydrated. Eating, you know, I was mm-hmm. it, I was training like 14 hours a week. So mm-hmm. I'm starting back today. I'm excited. Cool. Nice. Uh, but it was I was doing like 14 hours a week just to like sit there and and process my shit. You know, and then mm-hmm. that's why I decided to move up to LA. Like, yeah, it was just finally time. And uh, small like side note of a thing I. Still still do now not like i drink i like liquor i still but i don't like all the time is if you ask for club soda in a rocks glass with a lime everybody thinks it's a vodka tonic nobody's gonna Mm -hmm. pressure you to drink because especially like at a you know when you're hanging out at a bar you know people will approach you can i get you a drink like oh you're not drinking you brought oh Mm -hmm. wow come on just can't i don't know how to yeah. interact with you if you don't have a glass in your hand that right? is really important so a way to like relieve that social pressure is just something bubbly yeah. with mm-hmm. a lime and a get glass some bitters in there if you want and for those of you who do who drink like that was a big thing for me that i was always like with my wife I'm, she's like i don't want to drink and i'd be like come on mm-hmm. and it's like wait a minute why do i need a drinking buddy mm-hmm. yeah why can i just not you yeah. know, have a couple and just be f- cool about it. And that's how I am now. And I we like still, that. and and from that, we do, when we do drink, we typically drink together because I'm also, I'm not chasing the dragon. Mm-hmm. I'm not, uh, you know, my aim is not oblivion. My aim is not mm-hmm. live it up tonight. There is no tomorrow. Mm. It's, and it's, and it's like, if, if she, if she's having one and I don't want one, neither one of us cares, you yeah. know, or if more often than not, I want one and she doesn't, then it's like, I don't, it's not, I, I I looking back, I feel I cringe. Mm-hmm. I go, why, why? Yeah, why did I care? Yeah, why and if, did you? And if put you're a drinker and you people. really care that much, maybe you should take a step back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why? It's not a comment on your life. Your... No, no, yeah. no. But but the way you're acting is mm-hmm. right. the way the way you you need to have that. Yeah, in put, order to bond. When you put with people? need into any kind of substance, and it's yeah. and it, you know, and it's not. Yes. You know, like, like insulin a, like a for a diabetic situation. Yeah. yeah. I I recently like went out for a drink with a friend and he drinks more than me, so he's like pacing me. And the bartender started being like, Come on, you're not gonna have some come on. No, of course. And, no, no, and I'm like, no, and on the one no, hand, no, no. yes, of course, because it's their job. But on the other hand, I way under tipped that guy by mistake because I was drunk by the time that I left. <laughs> and I felt Backfired. really bad. And then I was like, wait a minute, this kinda his fault. Yeah. He could have been just like cool with my club sodas and it would have gotten uh, yeah. at least a 20%. Yeah, well, yeah, it's, yeah. and it's just an old, it's like when I was in Chicago, you know, bartenders would be like, you know what? I like you guys. I'm going to buy you guys a shot. It's like, no, no yeah. thanks. Yeah. I know what you're trying. So then yeah, I'm just yeah, like, yeah. oh yeah, rip the, just, just rip the tag off. Let's oh. have a night. I was just going to have one or two, but now it's a party. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. So, I, I like that. That's a good view, man. Of oh. like, hey, everybody else, don't push your friends to drink if they don't feel like yeah, it. I don't. like that. Go, well, be and a just, good friend. Well, and just, and just think about how that makes you look. Yeah, it's when like you're, a, When you're that guy that's just like, what do you mean not drinking? You're Come a middle on. school bully. Join me. A middle Please. school bully. Well, well, you're like the after school specials that kids were warned about. Oh, peer pressure will make you... <laughs> Smoke the drugs. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I'm going to go kick that dog, but I want you to go kick that dog too. Like, yeah. Why? Hey, man, I'm not going to judge you with your dog thing. I, don't I mean, enough, I maybe I don't should. I have enough guts <laughs> to tell you not to kick that dog. Do I have enough guts to make myself not? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Next, thing, next thing you know, we're like angrily beating around our kitchen with an iron skillet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is, is your brain, brain on yeah. drugs. And it's an egg, and she's just like, and now this is your brain. Uh, and, and you're it, just like, Holy the, the, the problem shit. with those yeah. ads is it was just like, here's your brain on drugs. It's like, none of that looks fun. Drugs are super fun. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you're, yeah. you're missing the mark. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, that was the whole it's like, any questions? problem. Yeah, dad. Uh, have you ever done drugs? <laughs> like, yeah, I know. The, the education about drugs and um, sex, same thing with kids. It's like, you should probably. I remember walking out of all of those classes being like, so why do people do that then? Oh, I mean, I you'd be crazy. And then like, so, you get hit with a wall of, oh, that's why people do that. Because yeah. <laughs> your butt really wants to or because yeah. your brain really wants yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. Eric, um, Eric Acosta, a Chicago comic, was always just like, drugs, are, they're not the answer, guys. Unless the question is, how do I have a really good time? <laughs> <laughs> <So dumb. laughs> 
I love that. But good luck with uh, with staying <laughs> off the drugs, joking. buddy. Um, <laughs> well, and, and just and just understand, all it is is you want you want to be releasing endorphins in your brain, and there's a million other ways to do that. And uh, try those other ways. I uh, think, I, uh, Eliza, back to your your thing uh, um, about about exercise and yours too. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's to me. That has changed my life so much. And also, like, just today, I was walking. Like, last thing I'll say, I'll say, but, like, I was walking to spin, fucking pissed. I had one of those mornings where I'm just angry about shit that, you know, this, that, or the other. Uh, um, everyone has those things in their lives they mm-hmm. get mad about. Um, since we're in L.A., of course, mm-hmm. it's our careers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, or driving. But that's driving how, or driving. Careers. Yeah, yes. but I was, yes. just, I was just, I was fed up and feeling really fucking dismal and verging on that worse than worse thing mm-hmm. being bitter. And I got to the class and sweated my balls off. And but it's it not. It didn't solve things, but I felt a lot better, and I had a lot more perspective. And I think that'll help you, man. I can I just, in general, want to say that I think that um, distraction gets a really bad rap. People act like being distracted from something is a cop out or not mm. facing it. It's the way to fix it a lot of times. Absolutely. And with changing a habit. Distract yourself from the habit. And then after a while, suddenly you'll realize you haven't thought about that habit as much as you used to because you made new habits with these distractions. Yep. I like that. Hope that helps, man. Okay, let's check out the next one. Hi, Matt. My name's Addison. I'm from Iowa. Um, I became a big fan of yours once I saw your stand-up where you're in the hippo shirt and he's yelling, Rick. Um, I don't have any theories to really talk to you about this, so, um, my wife's had a bit of a year, uh, she's been diagnosed with depression, she, uh, has changed medications a few times, she's been diagnosed with fibromyalgia, and, uh, she's Definitely had some emotional episodes that have built up, uh, particularly in uh, moments where she either seeks group relations or possibly being in an open relation and has taken stabs as saying, like, uh, knowing that I don't want to be with anyone else but her. She says she doesn't care if I were with 20 women. Um, and then she has to break down. Everything's good. And it comes up again, another breakdown, and it's always of an unhappiness. Uh, I don't know if it's the mental health talking, if it's really what she wants. I want to support it as long as she's being rational and I just, I don't know because it scares me every time she melts and uh, I just don't know if this is something more underlying. Our sex life is fine. It's frequent. I mean, it's, I just don't know. And it seems like you've definitely lived a very broad life of adventure and know a lot of people. And maybe you've heard of familiar things from people with depression. Um, I'm just scared I'm losing my wife, not my relationship. Any opinion you might have would be appreciated. Thank you. Whoa, hang right. in there, man. Riley. Thanks for the support, I Riley. I feel for him. Addison. Yeah. Riley was the last one. Addison. I really feel for Addison. Yeah. Wow. Um, whew. Well, thanks for the, the kind words, first off. And I'm sorry for what you're going through. Um, Liza? Anything? Yeah. Um, I also have had a really bad, bad year, and a lot of my friends have, um, with uh, dealing with a lot of uh, mental health and depression stuff. And, um, I, one thing that has always helped me um, is, is first of all, it, it's so hard to be a partner with someone I, I know because there, there isn't really much you can do, um, and it's so painful to 
watch that. Um, but thinking of it as mental hygiene has really helped me um, that there rather than thinking of things like, like that a lot. Yeah. Rather than thinking of like big fixes or revelations or waiting to feel happy, knowing that like, yeah, you just have to do these things. You got to brush your brain teeth. You have to go outside when you feel something starting to change. You need to call the doctors that, you know, help you with those things. Um, and again, the people that you surround yourself with, it's so hard to tell people when you are in that. And so a lot of it does get dumped on the partner. Um, and it, and then the, the, yeah, there's just all this isolation. Um, but once you do start just saying what's going on with you to people, um, you, you find out very quickly how many, how many other people it's going on with and understand it and we'll be there to check in and support and feel like there's a whole group of people shouldering this burden. Is that? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's basically about finding someone who can, who can help you, whether it's, uh, therapy, whether it's a group, uh, so that it's not just you and it's not just her. And, but yeah, back to what Eliza said, uh, it's, I, my, my experience has always been, I've said this on the show before. Um, if you are the, the person that's with that person who's dealing with it, rather than don't take the pressure off you and her, do not offer solutions. You don't have any. Uh, but what you can do is just listen Mm -hmm. because even if someone's like, Hey, I want to kill myself long as someone going, okay, I hear you. Yep. Had that thought myself before you have. Uh huh. Okay. See that it's, it's that person, they got it out. Someone heard it and acknowledged them. They didn't go. Why would you think that? Don't think that. No, instead of suicide, have candy or whatever. It's, 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 it's a, it's a monster and it's a bitch. And I, I appreciate, you know, I mean, it's like she's even being irrational where she's like, I'm, I'm worthless. Go sleep with someone else as if that's your thing, you know, as if this is, you know, an episode of two and a half men. That's all I wanted. <laughs> Thanks, babe. Uh, cue uh, the song tequila as you drive away. Yeah, it's just it. It is, again, um, support. Uh, when I was I had, a, as I said, a really tough spring and the people who would check in with me and just be like, Hey, how are you today? At first that stuff was embarrassing. Um, but then it also, we're, since we're comics, all of our, a lot of our friends are comics yeah, and they're less likely to be a unfamiliar with this kind of stuff and be precious about it. And it's, it, for me, it feels tough when people are like, Hey, are you okay? And like careful about feelings. Like this is a weird extreme feeling when it's actually really, really common and something that so many people are familiar with. Mm -hmm. Um, so, um, treating it like it's a, it's, it's awful and it sucks, but it's not freakish. It's something that like, happens yeah it's it's normal and now more and more people talk about it i think the 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 one of the biggest things to take away from us us uh, yuck yuck slingers is that we uh are very open about our about our bullshit and don't have that keeping up with the joneses crap where uh oh a member of your family has depression how hmm, how how unbecoming for your whole family whereas you know we're clowns we have nothing to be proud of. Uh, so I'm kidding. Wildly you know, dark. Wildly dark. No, but it, it, it's, it's, it, yeah, no, it, we're we, shams. We barf all that stuff yeah. out. So it, it's it like, take that from us and like, and, and, and run with it. Cause life is too short for you not to address your problems and to, uh, not ask for help. It's so hard to ask for help. I never want to ask for help. Um, but especially when you feel like you're gross. Yeah. Yeah. And that your pr- problem is something shameful, mm-hmm. which is, you know, how that's generally presented to yeah. the world. I mean, it's like, you know why so many dudes get arrested for drunk driving or not even get arrested, drunk drive. Why there's so much drunk driving happens is they don't want to ask for help. Mm-hmm. They don't want to go, holy shit, I'm incapacitated Yeah, because they, they want to be, I'm fine. Yeah. I'm fine. You, and you, then you extrapolate that. Take that, that mm-hmm. out. And put in uh, uh, your mental health every single day, uh, your problems, your what you're good at, what you're not good at, and you never ever ask anyone to show you how to do anything to uh, to to alleviate the pressure of your life when they can and they want to. Friends want to help you. Oh yeah. You know, uh, and and that's that's why I mean, 
generally speaking, I mean, speaking from experience as a man, that that men just get themselves into so much trouble because they never uh, ask for help. And that goes for addressing your problems. That goes for um, all, supporting all manner of your, stuff. Support. Your you know. partner. Right. Uh, like, yeah. that's, 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 that's work. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know if this is too dark because I'm a com- comic, so I can't tell. Please. Um, Please go. But, mm-hmm. Please do it. Uh, again, when, I, when things get tough with me, one of the things that I think about is this awful story that I heard about a, uh, a supposedly an agent at a big dinner trying to impress a, a bigger agent started choking, and he didn't want to uh, embarrass himself or freak them out, so he went to the bathroom to take care of it and died. Oh. And I'm always like, don't wow. be that agent agent don't oh. be cool about stuff and just slink off and be like i'm, I'm good i'm good and then oh. just die in a bathroom back in back in my <laughs> idiotic days of 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 alcohol abuse uh back in my like mm, let's say early 30s uh i i've talked about this i had a, i had it's the only panic attack i really had but it was basically a, a hangover so bad i had one in a movie theater but i remember you know you feel like you're having a, an aneurysm or a stroke mm-hmm. or a heart attack because you feel this pressure building in your body mm-hmm. and i remember going what i should do is go help me but instead i went i just went I think I'll, I guess I'll just die. You know, <laughs> I'm just gonna die. And in this I'll movie just theater. beg God for help in my mm. brain. You know, and like, and it was like, it's still one of the scariest things I've ever felt. And like, but it was, it was that same thing. It was yeah. that obstinateness of like not asking for help because you don't want to trouble anyone. You don't even bother. And especially like, as soon as you said agent and you said choking, in my mind, I'd never heard that story. I was like, oh, he let himself die, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Yep, because it, because it's that thing of do not show weakness. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we are machines. I, I got this in control. This I can business. handle this. Yeah. You know, I am not weak. I am strong. I am a, I am a fundamental, uh, indispensable member of this team. And I cannot show that I, I am not the chink in the armor. I am the armor. Dead. God. I um, uh, just going back and like trying to think like what has helped me in the past being in both situations, Mm -hmm. and I know that having partners say like, "Hey, this is the the, I I love you, and this does not make me love you less," um, but this is uh, becoming heavy for me to carry on my own. I for for me, I need you to get help about this or get more help than you're getting because the amount that you're getting isn't enough um because if you're if your partner is like willing to go to the dramatic extreme of sleep with other people for me she I think also like, wants to sleep with other people oh okay hmm. she brings out the idea of not being monogamous hmm. i mean that's this is not the point at which to make that choice yeah <laughs> like no. to make those kind of changes you want to get on solid ground yeah yeah um, I, I, yeah and before because i mean hey create your, the structure of your relationship however it works for you but create it in a in a good mindset mm-hmm. so, so i have like a direct for addison not per like his wife mm-hmm. cautionary tale because i've seen I've seen this formula before. Okay. So I, my, my thing is, is for you, Addison, is you need to start taking care of yourself and you need to find yourself some therapy, some support, some groups for something. Because what this has the potential of becoming is a very, very unhealthy codependent relationship. You are at the gate of that, of, of everything you could possibly know of for unhealthy codependent relationships, you are now at the gate of that. She has the depression, which is hard. We understand that. She has a physical element with the fibromyalgia. Like it is now being set up for you to step in to try to overcompensate. And you are not a professional. No, you do not know how to do it correctly, like back to Matt's point earlier. And so therefore you're setting yourself up to actually implement very bad unhealthy habits. So I think the advice of, you know, if you don't, if you, it's okay to be like, I don't know what to do, but just listen and then seek proper help from professionals for her. But for you specifically, don't try to take anything into your own hands that you are not trained to do because usually what follows up with this is an alcohol addiction to deal with the depression or some kind of other other thing, whether that is a sexual addiction to deal with these. And, and so don't let that happen. Set yourself, set your boundaries, set your mental health, and it'll reflect positively in her once you're so, like 
with you also being sorted. I know you love her. I know you want to tend to her, but you have to make sure you're doing it correctly. I have like, I really like foreseen this. I feel very passionately about this question. So I just wanted to like make that point because people, you know, you love your partner so much, right? And they're like, oh, I have social anxiety. I'm just using an example. I have social anxiety. I need a drink to feel better, babe. Is it okay if we get a drink and then you're buying your partner a drink, right? And then it takes two drinks and then it's like, man, my anxiety or my depression so bad I can't sleep. And the next thing you know, you're buying them a bottle all the time and it's because you love them and you want to help them. But the truth is you now have created codependency and like alcohol. Yeah, don't be an enabler yeah. for sure. An enabler, yeah. And so. it's, I, I, like, I think uh, just to second what what Eliza said about like, I love you, but if you want this to continue, you have to get help, not just for you, but for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cause then the person's like, Oh, okay. Cause I, you know, uh, I always like doing stuff for myself and someone else Mm -hmm. way better than just for myself. Totally. It takes the guilt off. And it's that thing where, you know, like what I said about, you know, you never want to ask for help, mostly because it's all about you. Mm-hmm. And you're, you know, you shouldn't have to ask for help. You should be able to pull yourself by your own totally. bootstraps and all that shit. Uh, I, the, I get the, that he loves her mm-hmm. and he doesn't want to lose her, but like don't compromise yourself so radically over no. that. No. no, don't lose who you are. And the, and and to what you what Matt was saying, the um, the message that the depression gives you is you're not worth it. Yeah. And so some w- times the way around it is, okay, yeah, I'm not worth it, but my partner is. So maybe exactly. that'll get me into somebody's office to help me mm, yeah, start getting great. stuff. That's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Straight. So hope that helps, man. And uh, feel free to call back in again and let us know. How's um, it going? How's it going? All right. Yep. We're going to definitely make this a little lighter now. Because <laughs> okay. I knew that would be Please, heavy. Please, enough was, of this dark I knew bullshit. it was heavy. I know. Dark. I write jokes for a living. <laughs> this is not what I do. But I also oh, it, say everything for yes. a living. <laughs> and again, I always say, if you need real help, get it. This show is for entertainment. We're here to help. But yeah. we are unlicensed dipshits. <laughs> <laughs> is there a dipshit license you can get someplace? It took 17 years wow. of schooling. <laughs> so, so way too much, many years PhD. and the weirdest number. <laughs> yeah. What? Mm-hmm. At 17 and three quarters It'd be of so year. many less doctors. It was like 13 years. Like, that's dumb. <laughs> 10 is fine. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what's dumb. I have a PhD in dipshittery. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well... <laughs> Uh, my inaugural, my the inaugural story that I ever heard from Matt, where I was like, "Oh yeah, he's qualified," is when he was all like, "Oh yeah, I was at my cousin's wedding doing lines off of a buck knife in the back." <laughs> I was like, "Oh yeah, this she guy's married qualified. a biker," and this guy just yeah. poking off the edge of a knife behind a trap. Like, was a dump, that part of the ceremony? A dumpster, and I was like, "All right." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you don't say like, no. I was yeah. like, "This is gonna be good. This yeah. is gonna be good." <laughs> Hey, dipshit. This is Ryan from Oklahoma. I am getting a new dog in a couple weeks, and I would like to know, is naming a dog a human's name irresponsible? I was thinking Bruce, but my wife wants to name it something like Sparky or Stormy or something like that. And I'm thinking Bruce or Charles just because I think it would be hilarious to yell that out when it's humping something at a dog park. Like, Charles, stop pumping that dog's leg or that lady's leg. I don't know what your thoughts are on that, but if you could hit me back on that. Also, I love the stand-up. I love the podcast. Have a great day. Dude, thanks for calling in. That is something near and dear to my heart. I love a dog with a human name. I've always wanted to have a dog named Chris. (laughs) <laughs> because that like it's just such a human it could be a man could be a woman and it's just such a a, a name you hear everywhere and it is so human uh but i i think charles is great uh i i get where your 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 wife is coming from like uh i have you know my wife and i are you know talking about having kids and i was like can we name it tugboat and she's like no <laughs> and so i uh i just think that's a great baby name i think it, after that you can give it a tugboat human name but like, i named a dog tugboat there's a there's a that's... podcast called can i pet your dog and they were like they had a what should we call this dog? And I said tugboat, and the owner was like, "That's the name." That's a great. So, but um, also with names, you got there's a lot of names in a name. Yes, you got it for a kid. You got a middle name. You could push for that tugboat. There you go. And <laughs> I am so into. First of all, I have a friend who has a dog named Bruce, um, and it's Bruce. a great dog, Bruce great Wayne. Um, so named after Batman. There's a lot of that there kind of stuff go. happening. I am so into human names for pets. Um, I think they deserve all three of them and possibly a title also. Yes. So if your wife wants to name your dog. Sparky, it that dog can be 
Jonathan Bruce Sparky DDS. Yeah. <laughs> you can get them all in there. Yeah. That's well, just. Yeah, and I'm be- the opposite from YouTube. I feel like, no, it's a pet. A pet name for what? a pet. Uh, but if you do stuff like that, if you make the name that long and absurd, that's I fun. mean, nobody's going to call them all of those things. You're going to end up calling them the pet name version of yeah, that. You, you'll call it Stinky. See, and you I call thought it you like- just said Olive. I think Olive <laughs> is also a good dog. Name. It is. It's a fancy lady. Yeah. Olive's a fancy uh, lady. <laughs> um, Olive's a fancy lady. She shops at Pavilion. Yep. Um, my, uh, my cat is named, uh, astronaut Casper Jackson. Oh, so good. Uh, What do you call? Casper. Uh Just call him Casper. Mm -hmm. But like, I know, Yes. (laughs) you know, and, and when I'm like, when I feel like he doesn't, he's not getting enough respect, I'll use the the full name. name. Um, and I like the idea that he's a retired astronaut. Mm -hmm. Not, Mm -hmm. not the kind that went into space, just the kind that pushed buttons, but still, (laughs) um, yeah, I think it's weird that people name their pets after food so often. Yeah. That's the one that I'm like, why? Why do you want to eat your pe-? like? They're named like I. I know dogs named like Tret, Cheddar, and Trisket, and mm. Pancakes, all uh, Muffin. Why? Why? Oh, so cute. Oh. <laughs> so why not Linda? Name them all Linda. I have. I have pet <laughs> I like names. Linda. For my pet, like, so even though her name is Tumbles, I have pet names for Tumbles. And, like, mm-hmm. one of them is Muffin, mm-hmm. one, Princess of the Muffins, Fifi, Fifi Asaurus, mm-hmm. Tumbles Asaurus, Chief, mm-hmm. Bubby. I mean, there's there's a lot. Sure. <laughs> we could keep going, yeah. you know? Yeah, like, yeah that's, I mean, well, and that's, kinda, that's the fun of nicknames. She kind of just responds to, da 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 yeah. She goes, oh, yeah, yeah that's me. <laughs> well, and especially dogs. Like, the, the dog that lives, my, my neighbor's dog, um, Inspector, is awesome. such a wildly smart dog. I can just be like, I can look in a tree. I could be like, ah, oh, squirrel, man, you're a jerk. Ah, dog. Hey man, and he'll be like, "Oh me, all right," and come like, "Wow!" He just knows, like they know they have a relationship with you. They know when you're talking to them, so they respond to all those nicknames, all that stuff, because it's like you're the you're their dude. Yeah, they're your dude, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. dog. And I feel like you can name a cat anything because it's not going to come. <laughs> yeah, it just doesn't matter. I mean, no. if it meets the right cat lover, yeah. it will. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Andrew if Donnelly. If you have a cat like a dog, then it's yeah. an acceptable cat. Yeah. Andrew Donnelly has a has a cat named Mr. Business, which is still uh, the, the best cat name I've ever heard. I had a cat named Mr. So serious. <laughs> I had a cat named Mr. Pants, and I was proud of that because that was a female That's cat. A oh yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. She was That's really great. fucking with gender stuff. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> I like that Mr. Pants. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think Bruce is a good name. Charles no, is a good I'd, name. I say go for the pet name. Pet. That's human. Pet with the I pet say name. I'm human Do them both. all the way. I say human first name, pet last oh, name. Oh, there you go. Compromise. Yeah. There you go. Bruce Sparky. So hope that helps, man. Thanks everybody who called in. Uh, what's coming up for uh, Ms. Eliza Skinner? Um, I have an album coming out at some point. Still don't know when that is. I've got a podcast yes. um, that obviously is, is horrible because it's not yours. But <laughs> um, but it's fun. It's called Cool Playlist where uh, a guest and I make a playlist for a specific life event, moment, or occasion. That's great. Yeah, it's fun. It's a mm-hmm. good time. It's a good time. You should come do it. Yeah, I know. I'm in. I'm totally in. Nice. Yeah. Matt, Matt's got Matt's got quite the skills of the playlist. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Well, we're both. Uh, well, the three of us all big music fans for sure. Yeah, but so for this podcast, Matt had to make a playlist about every song ever written that was an ode to underage girls. Oh, yeah. Bleh. Well, we, we just got there's so many like, of it, them. Yeah, that was the thing. Was like holy you know, sweet, shit. Did you put Sweet so Caroline many. on? Uh, no. That that one's one. That was written about um. Uh, he saw a f- the photograph of Caroline Kennedy uh, in the newspaper where she was like 12 years old in like summer shorts. Oh. Yeah. Oh, right. Neil. Yeah. No. yeah, he's walked it back and been like, I mean, amongst other people later, but like he originally was telling that story because he was proud of it and that's how people yep. know. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah. No, it's crazy. Well, that was that was like back to the more golden age of the creep mm-hmm. where like a guy mm-hmm. could just be like, hey, men, men are just men. Am I right, fellas? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, one of the one of the big comic tenets of the movie Anchorman is they're always kind of laughing at how relaxed they are. They're laughing at their own relaxation, yeah, and how and they're all kind of like idiots. Like, and we losers. don't have problems. We're men of the seventies, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and 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 everyone else is just a, a silly woman. So it's and it, that was back when you know why all those songs have you know like what's your name, little girl? Mm-hmm. You know that when you like so many songs about a little girl mm-hmm. <laughs> and like. Oh, yeah, oh God! Yeah, small, <laughs> young, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. One of my favorite quotes from Anchorman, sorry, callback, but we need more diversity. Diversity? What's that? And then he's and then he was all like, <laughs> Ron Burgundy is like, oh, uh, it's a really old, old wooden ship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, I'm pretty, pretty sure great. the network heads aren't worried about a really, really old wooden ship. <laughs> but it sounds like the name but of it. It does, ship. absolutely. <laughs> the yeah. SS Diversity. Mm-hmm. SS Diversity. It had been lost. For months uh-huh. on the seas. Uh, thanks so much for being on today. Yeah, yeah thanks, thanks for Eliza. having me. It was really fun. Uh, we're getting really, really great calls now. Appreciate everybody for that. The phone number is 323-763-0228. Uh, some of you have been emailing me with follow-up stuff, and I've been doing a pretty good job getting back. I just want to say, if you email a follow-up thing, it's probably on the after shit. Uh, I'll try to possibly do more stuff here like housekeeping stuff because i'm getting so many emails but i want to say thanks everybody for emailing follow-ups and then calling with follow-ups like we like that keep that that's really rad yeah keep that going so thanks guys thanks for calling thanks for listening bye bye advice from a dipshit advice from a dipshit advice from a dipshit it's advice from a dipshit with matt fronger